Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. How are you this evening, Michael? I'm just marvellous, Mark. Now, we're over Skype again. You're not in Australia. I think we're going to have to tell people what's going on in episode 22, Mark. I'm not in Australia, Michael. I'm in the sitting room here and I have COVID. Da-da-da! So I'm currently out on yard time at the minute. I can see Sarah... Yeah. What a plot twist! We never oh, even I told Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> I have COVID. And just to add to the irony of all this, we'll get to your tragedy in a moment, Mark. But of course, when you have no sense of taste or smell, we have a food blogger on. It's the hungry nugget, Sarah Burney. Oh, no. How are you, Sarah? <laughs> I'm very good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So, Mark, it's uh, it's grim. That's the only way to describe it, I'd say. Not really. Like, I can't taste or smell, but that's about it. The rest right. has been fine. It's just I've been sort of stuck in my room. It's been more boredom than anything else, really. It's, uh, I suppose, what I get for licking yeah. door handles when I go out in public. But uh, it's a price I'm willing to pay, <laughs> really, right. in the long term, because I'll be back in no time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose we go to the Parish of the Week and yeah, this week we're going to England for the Parish of the Week and this is from uh, the uh, richmondshiretoday.co.uk and this is a big news there from North Yorkshire and this is about the overhaul there in the planning system and the local democracy representation on the local councils there. Basically, this rural parish council isn't too happy with the fact that they're going to have to uh, amalgamate with a single unitary council. But really, the, the main reason why this area of uh, North Yorkshire in Aesgarth and District uh, is getting uh, the Parish of the Week award this week is because they gave an update on their rock garden. The chairman, Councillor John Dinsdale, said that so far four people has have volunteered to help them maintain the Edwardian garden. They've mowed the grass, they've collected the leaves, and so it just shows that this rural little area of North Yorkshire is willing to provide very open and honest statements on their Edwardian garden. And, you know, fair play to them. It's... Uh, I'm sure it's an important job to be featured in the local newspapers and that's why this local area of Raysgarth and District Parish Council, they can celebrate tonight. They've won the Parish of the Week. So there you have it, Mark. Fair play to them. Uh, A a story kindred to my own heart here, Michael, because that's the same reason the Castellan recently declared its sovereignty. Uh, We have decided to go with a monarchy type system and James (laughs) Flood will be in charge. Oh dear. Well, that, that could go anyway, couldn't it? It could, yeah. There's no dubs allowed anyway. <laughs> we are operating yeah. under Sharia law. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, um, what was your reason, Michael, for picking this uh, particular article? That, that's a good question, Mark. Uh, I suppose I just love the idea of little parishes getting very excited about uh, their abolition of the district councils. It's like an inner cry for to be heard. And it comes up all the time, whether it's in Tipperary, North Yorkshire, you just see a trend where people like to have their voice, even if it is about how many people are volunteering for the Edwardian Garden or how their local parks are being maintained. You know, they want it. They want it badly. So it's that uh, that I value so much. (laughs) People love giving their passion. Yeah, yeah. passion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll 
give them the award, we'll put them in the post and we'll move to uh, our stories related to the beef scoop being the Hungry Nugget. And this new story comes from Komatsu, or the headline from the Wicklow News is Komatsu, just the cheese for award-winning Wicklow producer. And this is about Wicklow farmhouse cheese. I don't know how they got the press for this, but it made front page news. is enjoying the the video function of Skype as we celebrate award-winning Wicklow farmhouse cheese producer as they've got a Komatsu WA 100-8 wheel loader in your term and my terms we call that a digger so they've got a digger there and they view that as an essential link in their uh, food production and I love the line is also from the local Komatsu distributor Mikhail Plant Sales uh, they, they really put a pop, proper gloss on this uh, a proper explanation of this uh, story they said that the decision of Wicklow Farmhouse Cheese to invest in their future reflects the importance that the company attaches to quality in all matters you just can't beat that really can you and uh, Sarah I'm sure you're aware of Wicklow Farmhouse Cheese I am yeah I've tried it before very very good cheese I'm delighted for them and their new digger (laughs) <laughs> I see here that they their varieties include Wicklow Blue Brie, Wicklow Bond Brie, St. Kevin Brie and a selection of Wicklow Gold Cheddar cheeses. So there you are now. Yeah, I actually, uh, I received a hamper of cheeses from the Irish Farmhouse Cheesemaker Association back in June there. And it was absolutely brilliant. So I had some Wicklow Bond Brie in that. My father was a big fan. I roped him in yeah. for an official cheese taste and he was in his yeah. element. He was, yeah. You could see him chew on every little piece and, yeah. and take it all in. Yeah, you did a great taste comparison. I, know, of I, was was... Just, I was just munching away there, but he was proper taking it seriously, savouring every bite. <laughs> like a true cheese connoisseur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good story as well. I don't know how they got the press, but I suppose it just goes to show that, uh, you know, it is a dairy farm after all. And there's a lot more behind the artisan and glossy presentation of the various cheese brands. So fair play to them. Um, they've won a number of awards as well. So fair play to anyway to the Hemp and Stall family and to Wicklow Farmhouse Cheese. We're going now to the Guardian. I, I love this as well. The fact that it's the Guardian, you know, here in Wexford, we have the Guardian, the Guardian. And yet just you go over the ocean and it becomes the Guardian when Guardian Leviosa, you know, it's it's uh, I don't know what it is. But anyway, just went off in one there. Uh, the, the Guardian anyway has a story about how we are probably in for an autumn of cake baking being a trend. I suppose you have, I think, Great British Bake Off is back there as well. Uh, but it says how in spring we saw a lot of people making uh, bread and uh, sourdough banana bread and uh, there's uh, a a, a few angles to this article about they're predicting that there'll be more cakes made in this winter time Uh, uh, Waitrose patisserie expert says that long nights are drawing in and people are seeking good happy nostalgic times and cake does that Uh, do you believe that the cake does that for people Sarah? Oh, definitely. Sure. Eating it for one, but even just cooking and baking, sure. It puts you in right form. I think it's a great way to relax in an evening and then eating the fruits of your labour. What could be better? Yeah, yeah. 
There was a great angle in this article as well. We had a food historian there from University of Warwick and she says that the spike in the interest of baking reflects how baking a family recipe can make us feel closer to our ancestors. Preparing their recipes is a form of conjuring, of summoning them up, of remembering them. And it's that active process of remembrance that places not only in our heads but also that takes place not only in our heads, but also in the sweet batter in the mixing bowl. What a beautiful paragraph. But there's a lot in that, isn't there? Poetry. Well, poetry. Poetry. Such a yes. lot of fluffy yes. bollocks. <laughs> That's the spirit, Mark. <laughs> the whole article is just basically, you know, people make cakes, so did their grannies. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not be one for that now, Mark? Not the emotional side of, oh, my great-granny had this Christmas pudding recipe and, oh, it's, it's priceless. No, no. No, not really, no. You prefer to leave there. it in the past, yeah. Yeah, Did you make yeah. a banana bread over lockdown, Mark? No, I didn't. Uh, I've heard about, there was a lot of bacon when I know Michael's house in Meadowgate and it sounded very stressful and very uh, confrontational. So I decided <laughs> it's best to stay away from it. Yes, this I came want- up in episode... Oh, did you hear it, Sarah? I was listening to the last episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're a bit of a brownie snob by the sounds of Michael. Yeah, yeah. No, in fairness, Owen puts up with it a lot. And uh, yeah, the brownies, I have to say, though, the first lot of brownies were to die for. It was incredible. And the second lot were as well, but it was just me being an intercritic. Like, it, he, he, really, he really took a hold of the kitchen during lockdown. He... You know, every day you were coming home and there was a different cake, a different variety. And do you know, I get I'm 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 the opposite now, Mark. I I see the value of what this uh, food historian is getting on. You know, it got us through lockdown. There was a different bread to bake, a different cake to make. And we were learning more about the whole process of it. All made cheesecakes that were just out of this world, you know. And uh, I suppose it shows that food can bring us to other places. Yeah. He sounds like yeah, a great yeah. housemate to have. I was doing all the he cooking really in my was. house. Oh, really? Yeah. My parents were having a great time. They loved having me home for lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I kept yeah. them very well fed. <laughs> so that's The Guardian. Fair play to them. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see now whether we have uh, cakes or bread pop up over the winter. Um, and Mark... the. That food historian, she continued to go off on one and it might just continue because I I find some of her language fascinating. I think that preparing family recipes is an ekphrastic act. Cooking perhaps humanity's oldest form of art momentarily connects us to our families. Now, Sarah, as a food expert yourself, do you think that cooking is a form of art? Uh... I wouldn't go that far. Definitely not with what I make anyway. But you do see some like beautifully designed cakes that you're like, wow, that actually, that is art. But I've never made anything that I'd, I that would qualify as a masterpiece anyway. <laughs> I suppose speaking of your family, we might go to our final article. You must have been surprised to see its inclusion. This is from CBC Canada. And it's about a father-daughter duo who've been mating squirrel, making squirrel feeders. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Sarah's <laughs> blushing and laughing. <laughs> Sarah, these are serious <laughs> stories. Excuse me. Our duo have been mating with squirrels. I just thought. Clear your history. Michael, what kind of research do we do for these podcasts? 
it's quite innocent actually you know like uh, the, the, the father the wife was nagging at, the, at her husband to uh, do something during lockdown and she came across these squirrel feeders and so he used wood that was lying around the place to make squirrel feeders and then the daughter painted the squirrel feeders and they sold them and they made quite a few bob and now they have at least four active squirrel feeders on their property and they're quite popular with the squirrels even coming to the door um, and they put their little feet up and wait for someone to come out and bring more nuts so they know what they're at really if you ask me so uh, I just thought it was a, a lovely that idea. That is a lovely and story. I, was, I ruined it, sorry. <laughs> that was very, <laughs> very heartwarming story. Yeah. All right. Well, the other heartwarming story, that was in Canada, closer to home. A, a young woman and her father bonded over the mixing bowl and they brought to life so many, so many food and they had great crack and it was great seeing a, a gentleman taste and let the fusion of all the tastes overwhelm his sensations and that was one Matty Burney I have to say he's a great man on the Instagram Sarah he is he loves it he was a bit nervous for the first few but Jesus he he got a, a second wind towards the end of it and he was absolutely flying it everyone was yeah. so impressed the amount of messages I got about him now I'd say half my followers were just there to look at him and not me at all he was having yeah. great crack especially for a man reared on bacon and cabbage like and yeah. Now he's a, a full-on foodie. Great yeah, speed. yeah. <laughs> I've trained him well. You surely have. I don't know if we can say the same about one James Flood, Sarah. Um, this is the, the controversial flash flood. And just since we're on food for this podcast, uh, I'm sure we've discussed it before, Mark. James lived on a diet of chips for 20 years, really. Isn't that right, Mark? Yeah, yeah, and he uh, got hypnotized to hypnotize himself out of it. But yeah, for about, I think he was 23 or something when he went over to London and got it done. But uh, before that, yeah, he had a very restrictive diet. Mostly yeah. mostly potato and bread, different forms of which, of each, sorry. Yeah, so now he'd benefit from the Hungry Nugget recipes. And, he, you know, since his hypnotic... Hyp- <laughs> Since it's hypnotic experience, he comes out with memorable gems just like this one. Fellas, I'm sick to the f***ing tits of shops already. Halloween hasn't even come and gone. And they're already talking about Christmas. They have Christmas boxes, uh, chocolates and sweets and crisps and drink and all sorts of yolks. And it's all fucking in the shops already. It's not even Halloween. Back when, when I was a chap, you had to wait till the end of November for 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 stuff to be in the shop for Christmas. And it's a joke. There should be no mention of Christmas until the 23rd December. And then everyone can get excited and happy. And it shouldn't be mentioned until then because Christmas starts the 24th, the 25th. You have a day of drink, boxing day. You have a day to recover the 27th. And that's the true meaning of Christmas. It's not all this commercialism. It's drink and food and good times. Oh. Like another work of art there, James Flood. Like, there are a few things there. One, I can't believe he calls it Boxing Day. Were you surprised by that, That was actually one thing that I really picked out of that. I was like, what? Where is this fella from? (laughs) (laughs) I thought everyone called it Stephen. Michael, sorry if I may. He uh, is sick to his tits again. Yeah, this is a big problem. Someone called Doherty's GP surgery. 
And he's starting Christmas way too late. You can't say oh, you start Christmas crazy. on the 23rd. There's no way. No. Christmas starts on the 8th of December. Ooh, right. So that's why I'd be liberal. Christmas tree. I go the last weekend of November. Because that's when Cure Mini Farm Jesus. used to start. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, when yeah. Santa would come Good to point. Cure Mini Farm. Yeah, the trauma. Yeah. Don't Tra- mention the war. <laughs> What are you Mark? <laughs> well, for you, I suppose, you know, dealing well, with all me. the children dressed up as an elf and, you know, you go in I there know. and you see Santa and... Were you I an elf, Michael? It. That's lovely. I was an elf, actually, yeah, yeah. Were you an elf, Sarah, ever? No? I've never been an elf, but it sounds oh. like a great job. I'm sure all your listeners <laughs> would love to hear about your experience. Yeah, well, like in Cure Mini Farm, you have to balance two sides of the experience, you know, so you have to make sure you get the one to one time with the rabbit and may, it might be a feeding experience with a llama mm. or the reindeer. And then you have to make sure that they're they're ready to go up to the grotto and journey through the corridor into Santa's area of uh, where he hears all your wishes and everything. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. And you do you know, actually, the children are fine. It's the Christmas music that you get sick to the teeth of at the end of it, as James would say, sick to your tits. So there you have it. But, and and uh, did you ever do any one on one time with Santi when you were working there? Do you know, actually, I didn't. I didn't know. See, there, Santi, you only get a limited time with him. So you don't want to take from the other children's time with Santi, really. Busy man, I suppose. Busy yeah. man. It'd be interesting to see if he comes down with the old COVID this year. You know, he wouldn't know if he would make it down from the North Pole. But there you have it. Fingers Do we crossed, agree? Lads. Fingers crossed there. Yeah, yeah. Do we agree with Mr. Flood? I definitely don't. No, there. That's fighting talk. Yeah, I think you're fair enough, Sarah. I said it. (laughs) No, I think as soon as it gets cold, you need something to bring up your spirits, raise your spirits, and what better than a bit of Christmas cheer? Yeah. Here, here, Sarah. Mark? (sighs) It's a tough one. I think I agree with James. But his okay. reasons were strange that, you know, I thought he was going to go on, you know, it's not about commercialism and stuff like that. It's about drinking and eating and stuff like that. And drinking and eating sort mm. of is commercialism. I thought he was going to say the baby Jesus. <laughs> Indeed. Fascinating. So just, I, if he altered his point slightly to make it about the baby Jesus. Yeah. Then yeah. I'd agree. This COVID has been a come to Jesus experience for you, Mark, hasn't it? It's just me and these four walls, Michael. I had to bring someone else in. I had to bring Jesus in. It was just me. Mm, Relying on your faith during this dark time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Falling back on religion. So we've had our stories related to our big scoop. We've had the flash flood. It's time for a talk about the hungry nuggets. Sarah, tell us, why did you start the page in the first place? Well, I started it uh, over a year ago now, but to start, I was just like going out to different restaurants. If I liked what I ate, I'd just take a picture of it anyway, put it up, say a little bit about the restaurant and that was it. Then obviously once lockdown started and I couldn't go to any restaurants anymore, I was like, hmm, I'll just start making my own food, putting up recipes for that. And I suppose from there is where my page started growing a little bit. Uh, so the lockdown turned out to be a blessing for the hungry nugget. It surely did. Because <laughs> people yeah. were at home and they were looking, they were looking for recipes, and I was giving them. So yeah, yeah. 
it even reached North Wexford. I was following you throughout lockdown. I loved your recipes. I still use many of them. Uh, I had a Thai red curry on Wednesday night, but I cheated, Sarah. I bought oh, no. the paste. I didn't uh, That's make okay. The paste That's from okay. Scratch. Is I'll, it okay? I'll oh. forgive it. You're very open-minded. Thank you, Sarah. But what's interesting because it's Instagram do you find that it's the perfect platform for what you're doing like it's a food blog but like you know everything is about the how the food looks but as well as that you're sharing what actually appeals to you you're not just sharing any old recipe yeah I suppose um most food blogs would be in the traditional sense on a on their own website or whatever but I think uh, I'm not going for people who like my target audience isn't really somebody who is obsessed with food and would be looking up recipes all the time like, like I am whereas I'm just going for just the the general Joe Soap who just scrolling through his feed sees something he likes and wants to make it for dinner so Instagram's yeah. perfect for me that way but like you you're only I I get the impression that anything that's on your page you'd make Whereas there's nothing on it you wouldn't make. Is that right or what? Um, what I'm tr- yeah, sure. Like you've no it's passes. Only, I'm not, I'm not um, most of the time, I'm not cooking just purely to take a picture of it. It's I'm cooking to make myself dinner and I'm like, right, that was nice. I'll throw up the recipe for that now. Yeah, I love Fake Away Fridays is a good trend of yours. Uh, what, what's your favourite one to share? What do you get the most uh, engagement from? So either the Fake Away style things, so that's just kind of like takeaway dishes but made at home so those get a lot of engagement or things that appear to be healthy so I had like these like healthy cookies and people went mad for those and like healthy flapjacks and things anything with the word healthy in it everyone's like great I can eat this and and think I'm being good so yeah a bit of a contrast there either the really unhealthy things or the really healthy things the middle ground yeah. ones just don't do as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you find? Yeah. And which yeah. you prefer yourself now? Do you prefer the really healthy or do you prefer the the? Uh, you you have to have a good balance of the two, Michael. You know yourself. Okay. I have noticed you were in Kenmare over the summer there and you were in a chocolatier place and I'd say there was nothing uh, healthy there. No, surely wasn't. Skellig's Chocolate no. Factory. Yeah, it was down a... Yeah near Waterville in Kerry it was absolutely a lovely spot you get to oh. taste all the different chocolates and then you go and buy a hot chocolate or whatever you want then great spot but I recommend yeah. to anyone once we're actually free to travel from county to county <laughs> again yeah honest to god but is were you always interested in food like were, did you do homework in school have you always been cooking at home and now you're able to be a food blogger what's it like yeah, I have always been cooking, I suppose. I, I have a great appetite, so that helps. I've always been like really interested in food. People's mothers used to love me having me over in primary school because there'd be no chance of anything left on the plate. I'd clear it no matter what it was. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just I just love eating. So I suppose the food blog and my appetite go hand in hand. <laughs> I doubt Mark has ever... Uh, Mark, have you ever baked? Yes, I have baked. Yes. Oh, what have um, you baked? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. I haven't baked. I've I've made pancakes. I've made pizza. Uh, what else? A show of myself. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. What would be a good start, or what? Where would it be a good place to start now, Sarah? If I was to take inspiration from this podcast and go bake, and now tomorrow. Baking, right? 
Um, well, I wouldn't say brownies anyway, because if Michael asked for one of those now and turned up his nose, they would <laughs> it would ruin your confidence from the start. So we won't go with that. Um, God, I don't know. It depends on what you like. Uh, I, don't, I don't know you, Mark, and I don't know what your tastes are. What's your favorite dessert? Oh, probably profiteroles. Oh, I don't know oh. how to make them. <laughs> you may <laughs> buy those well. for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have been doing. I don't mind. Um, no, no, I can't think. Uh, scones, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I love a good scone. Easily done. Not easy to get perfect, but easy to, to get something passable out anyway. But yeah, sure. The recipes are fairly easy as long as you're following step to step. There's nothing too complicated. I wouldn't put up anything too fancy because people wouldn't make it. <laughs> no, I let you test them first a few times and then I'll bring them to Michael because that's a high, it's a high standard. <laughs> yeah. They first go. Do you love the engagement that comes from your account, uh, Sarah? I'd say is it mainly women or is there a few men? What, what what's it like? Uh, yeah, mainly women. So you can see on. Instagram and the like analytics what percentage of your followers are male and female and I think I'm like <laughs> something like 82% women and then the remaining are, are only the remaining are men so yeah it's probably just I suppose women are more likely to follow women and men are more likely to follow men but yeah hopefully hopefully the two of you now will spread the word to your friends what's your yes. your listenership like have I any lads out there who want to learn a few recipes well like own own we've definitely used some of your recipes I'd say here in Meadowgate anyway well I do but I'd say I've thrown a few Owen's way Um, but yeah that's an interesting point you make on the female male thing Uh, locally you're from just outside Wexford Town are you? yeah I'm from St Martin's area St Martin's Cheney that territory did you play Camogie? I did yeah big girl right? yeah I won't be kicked off the podcast for that will I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, Mark, are we all right? No, we're all good with that. We're okay. We're all good. Okay. <laughs> Has it, like the whole Hungry Nugget thing, is it, it must be a great hobby now. Is it like, uh, you know, to come up with new ways, whether it's to spend a few weeks on holidays, uh, showing good stuff and then coming back home? Like, it's it's nice to have a variety and uh, a bit of a, a blend to your um Instagram would that be right yeah I suppose but um most of the time I'm not doing it with Instagram in mind as I said like I'm cooking things because I want to eat them or I'm going to eat in a restaurant because I like the food there and then the Instagram is just kind of like a a side bit to that so it's a, so you're doing what's more what motivates you basically yeah. first of all whether it's a <laughs> good time with friends yeah food <laughs> yeah like uh, a, a donkey and a carrot <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we as you say we've so many great local ones even uh, we've said in a few podcasts ago i bumped into the woman that runs saint tola goat's cheese in uh, county clare and we got yeah. a, we had a bit of a collaboration paper tuesdays and saint tola uh, we had a, a photograph there in uh, a little store so uh, like Lovely. there's food and drink make up a lot of everything around us like be it our local cafe mark and i love the box coffee there in castletown they, that's just a, a lad in a car park and he makes unbelievable coffee out and, of a horse box yeah out of a horse box there you'd want to come up and see it brilliant yeah yeah i may make the trip out to castletown yeah yeah you well, not, you'll not have to wear a mask if you're coming <laughs> I will. sorry 
<laughs> You're all infected there. Yeah, yeah. We don't do things by halves. We all met up actually and just coughed at the same time. And then I went back home. One in all in. Coronavirus party. Yeah, COVID party. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. But what is it about that, Sarah? Like, you must admire the the small producer working hard to try and uh, you know earn their crust and, and make an impact in the market. Yeah, I think it always is very impressive when you see. Irish businesses doing well and I know a few different Irish businesses have gotten contracts with Aldi recently so they're being sold across all the supermarkets and I think it's just really great to see Irish businesses doing well at a time where the food business is really really struggling the food industry is just on its knees at the moment with the various lockdowns and whatnot so yeah any yeah. any bit of good news to hear yeah Mark have you any questions I have a few questions, all right, Michael. I've been an inquisitive Here. nugget. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right, some, uh, some, some uh, brief questions for you, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, okay. The first one is uh, milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Oh, dark chocolate. Uh, oh, good yeah, choice. I'm same, yeah, good choice. Yeah. Uh, What's your uh, favourite you uh, type of dark chocolate? Favourite type of dark chocolate? To be honest, I usually just get the, the Aldi own brand dark chocolate. They have one that, uh, mm. what's it called? Mother Roth or something. So they put it in yeah. fancy packaging. So you think you're eating something really nice. But yeah, I always go for that yeah. one in my, my weekly shop. Yeah, there's a bean and goose obviously does a, as a oh, Wexford yeah. one. They're a premium one. And mm. then we've, Little have a new dark chocolate only out in the last week and I'd highly recommend it. It's rich and tasty and it, it supports <laughs> a, a, a good price for its producers. So yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, lovely. May pick mm. up some of that. Yes, absolutely. I, I believe there was a study bean and goose. I believe there was a study on lately that if you prefer dark chocolate to milk chocolate, you're more likely to be a psychopath. <laughs> because of the bitterness or something I think it, they've done studies or something anyway yeah, but I'm on that class as well so we'd all go out and do psychopathic things after this no. the hungry psychopaths <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll wait until you're recovered before we go out doing that uh, no, we're psychopaths we don't care uh, <laughs> next would you rather be able to use a spoon only a spoon for the rest of your life or only a fork um, so say you're eating steak you'd have to eat with a spoon or soup yeah, you know, with a fork. I'd probably go for only the spoon because I think it would be more frustrating like everything falling off your fork all the time. This is yeah. true. It's true. And then you have I'm hands the same, Sarah. for the fork. You have them. hands like you could very easily like just pick up a steak and gnaw on it mm. like a yeah. hamster. Yeah, that's that's actually I hadn't thought of that. That's good. A good choice. Um tea or coffee. Tea. I have a cup here oh. beside me, slurping away. Yeah. Same to myself. <laughs> Yeah, black or green. I kind of jazz it up. Uh, yeah, I could have black and then green. I'm just a diverse tea drinker. Absolutely. Uh, mm. Sarah. Cultured. Yes. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about? What was the question? The tea. Question 3B. Barry's or Lions? Oh, that was. <laughs> Thanks, the... Mark. Thanks. <laughs> I'm one of those few people who doesn't have a a, a complete favourite. So at home in Wexford, we would have been Lions tea drinkers all the time. We'd always have Lions in the house. Mm. And 
in Dublin now, I have two uh, big Barry's fans in the house. So we always have mm. a big stash of Barry's. So I just drink that now. And it's come to the stage where I actually don't know which one I prefer anymore. Well, fair play to you. You know how to cater for an audience, you know, to take in both and just, you know, love them both. Cherish them yeah, both yeah. in the Hungry Nugget family. Yeah, very good. Yep. Good idea. That very said now, if it was anything besides berries or limes, like, you just couldn't drink, in my opinion. No, nonsense. No. Uh, beef or salmon? Ooh, salmon. Depends on the mood I'm in. You know, if you're really hungry, you'd probably go for the beef. I feel like beef just feels like a, a heavier meal, but bigger yeah, animal. at the moment I'd be feeling salmon. Yeah, animals. Yeah, there, and really? just this might be. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not a big beef man at all. My actually, my in-laws hate that about me. They uh, would like to get rid of the fact that I don't like beef because they are beef farmers so yeah oh no i know very little about farming but uh yeah they're, they're not too happy with that they're, they fear that i'll be converted to the veganism but i don't think that will <gasps> happen but yeah yeah that's the family secret anyway that's out there so <laughs> it's there out. Are now. <laughs> but this mm. might be a good time mark to mm. this is another b on your question four now uh, <laughs> thanks to John O'Hallinan John is a regular listener to the show and John got in touch with us about last week's flash flood and he said how last week's flash flood Sarah you heard it it was about James venting his frustration about people that turn up to funerals just for the food so I don't oh, know yes, if I they go to funerals and then take photos of the food. I doubt it. I doubt it. I say they're mourning, so they just, <laughs> uh, you know, enjoy their meal and then get back to the their regular uh, routines. But uh, yeah, John was saying that this is a popular thing. Uh, he knows of a couple, a uh, husband and wife, that go to funerals in the West and they're known locally as beef and salmon because... One game, no. they you know, one gets one and the other gets the other at the funeral. So they they know what they're at. Very good. Jesus, wouldn't so that be are. an absolutely awful reputation to have, though, to be known yeah. as a funeral moocher? Yeah, and it's pure Irish as well, isn't it? It's good points there. Like, no one is going to go up to them and say, oh, by the way, we call you beef and we call you salmon and then we put you together in your beef and salmon. You know, no one does that. No, we just keep it outside them. We never tell them. And that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows. Yeah, everyone knows. You're, are you in Dublin at the moment, Sarah? I am, yeah. Up in Dublin at the moment. I was going to go back to Wexford. I was weighing up the, the pros and cons of moving home again if we go back into lockdown, lockdown. But I'm on the fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're, so you're, how do you find that? Uh, well, I suppose you went to DCU, so you're well used to the Dublin lifestyle now. But Yeah, I was only thinking about this recently, though. I think being at home in Wexford for the what was it, three or four months that I was there made me gain a whole new appreciation for Wexford all over again. I think when you go off to college in Dublin and you, you get notions about you and you think Dublin is the best place ever, but I suppose when there's no life around it, there's like no real attraction to being in Dublin. Like it's noisier, it's dirtier. Like I just really liked being at home in the in the mm. fresh air of Pierceistown. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you've now, uh, hasn't the O'Connors, they've started up uh, 
the Devil's Brew coffee there. You, yeah. You have coffee in Rathaspec and you can go for your... I know. Where would your usual haunt be for a nice walk then in, in your area? I'm close to Johnstown Castle now, so that's a, a lovely mm. spot to go. Mark and I haven't been there. We might go there one day, Mark. Yeah, we either there or, or Fourth Mountain as well is in, in my locality. Yeah, so yes. when we stretched from the 2K restriction to the 5K, ah. I was able to go up to Fort Mountain and it was brilliant. Yeah. Mark, have you a question five? Yes, question five. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, would you rather lose your sense of taste or your sense of humour? Because I've currently lost both. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sense of taste or humour? Okay. Yeah. Um, Jesus, probably sense of humour. Oh, I don't know, though. I'd be very sad if I couldn't taste anything like you. Yeah. I think that would just take all joy out of my life anyway. So. You'd be a German food blogger. Very mundane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything beige. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Really this whole no sense of taste is mad. I could be drinking coffee or I could be drinking shampoo and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Isn't that's, that bad? That's the honest truth. Like, honestly, can't tell the difference. Smell, taste, anything. And is, it, do you it, like... Is there any enjoyment to eating food then or are you just eating it so you don't starve? The strange thing, I'm eating because I'm bored. So I've been eating shit, which I don't usually do. I normally like watch what I eat. But now that I can't taste, I've eaten more shit and tasty things than I've ever met my, met in my life. Like I'm eating crisps and chocolate and I can't taste it. Like I might as well be eating the floor. But now I'm eating all these crisps and, st- crisps and stuff. So like it's slowly starting to come back. I think I saw, I think I smelled something earlier. How far are you now? How many days has it been since you lost everything? Uh, I've lost my smell and taste about six days ago, but that was about maybe five days into the symptoms as well. So what I was told is the symptoms. It's it's a very strange uh, illness because, you know, I don't know if I'm sick or not. Like, I just can't taste or smell, and I can't leave my room. So I think the only symptoms of being sick are from doing nothing and lying in my bed all day. So that's where I'm getting, like, the aches. Other than that, it's just taste and smell. You're lucky. Could be worse. Could be worse, is right, yeah. I could have to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and you have your your mommy delivering dinners to your door oh, and everything. You're, she, that, that you have a right She is getting very sick of that. Really? <laughs> I eat a lot. <laughs> How does this? Do you WhatsApp? Do you call? Oh, Ring not me. Oh, I the bell. No, the bell wouldn't work. No, that bell would be quickly well and sideways up my arse, COVID or not. <laughs> and what was the moment like when you lost it, Mark? Like, wait, I remember because Shane, my younger brother, already had it. Uh, he was self-isolating in his room already because he was after getting a test because he'd lost his sense of taste and smell I remember sitting up in the kitchen or yeah in the kitchen with my mother and the dog and all of a sudden I took a bite of a sandwich and I went oh no and then I took two more bites of the sandwich and I went I can't taste this sandwich and then she goes right down to your room and I haven't been out since (laughs) I'm actually uh, horrified by that I'd be so upset I'd be not so be upset if I was if I was eating a sandwich <laughs> and I just couldn't taste anything. I can't yeah. think of anything worse. I'd, I'd try, rather I'd have more and more. I couldn't. I just couldn't taste it. Like no matter how hard. I think I I'd rather have the high temperature and the big cough and everything, <laughs> but be able to hold on to my taste. Yeah. At least I'd be happy. Yeah. 
that could lead I, I talked to someone about that Mark that could lead to trauma you know you know it sounds like a pretty traumatic experience you know you go from butter and bread to being ordered to your room yeah not no it's not really for me see this is the thing the difference now in like me or the two of you is that I'd be more about quantity in terms of food than quality I'm I am okay. a bottomless pit <laughs> I just eat I just eat and eat and eat right so, yeah, taste isn't too, it's not too much of a deterrent for me, really. That's interesting, Mark. I'm going to go deeper there, if you don't mind. That's what I do in episode 22. Uh, um, have you ever tried mindful eating? Have you ever tried to slow mm-hmm. down when you're eating? Yeah, it's it's very hard for me. I, I've i tried it Is all it? right, and I've tried, you know, um, eating slowly and slower portions and i do when i eat porridge i don't eat it with a big spoon i eat it with a smaller one do you yeah interesting i just eat at twice the pace so i think it's irrelevant really two spoons a teaspoon (laughs) in each hand (laughs) (laughs) like chopsticks (laughs) yeah i uh i would have been the same i would have placed no value on so on down and uh i read something that's normally what happens with me when i change my favorite i read something and then no oh, this is my new fad so this is uh yeah there's there's a book um oh i've forgotten it's on my bedside locker i read it every it's a phrase a week um of mindful sayings uh t- oh i've forgotten it now anyway funo nulon is the art or if you're looking for it but it um, recommends that, you know, you take in each bite and you let it sit and let the sensations of the mouth, mouth, mouth flood uh, your whole uh, taste buds and everything. And uh, I have to say, you feel fuller as a result of it. You know, I, I find that anyway, that, it, you know, in comparison to when you'd wolf down food and you're still feeling hungry, I find if you, you know, take the slower zen approach, um, yeah. You de- yeah you definitely do uh, temperance is a virtue like to be able to control yourself as well is important i just i just sort of inhale my food and it's always i've always been that way so now i just like i exercise the difference out but now i can't do that even so yeah yeah run a laps your room run a laps in your room yeah <laughs> i might do a marathon in my room i did see someone really? do that over lockdown actually they did a 5k in their room just like walking over and back and over and back for charity of just for their own enjoyment yeah it's a good and idea your man did a solo in around the garden i remember seeing that as well yeah, great ideas for the martins yeah i think the name of that book is changes the breadth of life i think i'm going to go with that one it's a good book anyway i'd highly recommend it um yeah mark have you a question six uh, question six yes endless <laughs> my god halloween or christmas Ooh. christmas definitely well done. Yeah, I'm the same. Sarah, I'm, I'm agreeing with all your uh, choices. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm for Christmas as well. And you know what, Mark? Now that you bring it up, mm. uh, I used to hate Halloween. I just found it so dark, and you know there was nothing that t- teenage years and Halloween. It just no, there was nothing in it for me. I didn't like it. I remember mm. actually going to knock on. I'm going to keep her identity anonymous, but I remember I was going with my. I'm the eldest of four, so I was going with my siblings to a house, and we were trick or treating. And one woman, she either wouldn't give me anything because I was too big, or would only give me one and gave the others two. So that was my last year of trick or treating. Anyway, and that was Halloween ruined forever. Yeah, yeah. A bitter taste in your that. mouth now. Bitterness. Yeah, she got there you are. 
Jeg har hørt slash. Uh, What right, about you, man? Too much on that question. I'll just stick with Christmas. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I have too many. Next, Ryan oh. Poverty or Pat Kenny? Oh, Ryan Poverty. <laughs> I don't know. I was always a Poverty man, but like <laughs> Pat Kenny sort of grown on me over the past while since I come back. Where do you see Pat Kenny? Oh, I listen to him on the radio, and he sort of he has this sort of downward inflecting. I'm Pat Kenny, and I know it's going to be okay. Sort of voice. And it calms me down in the afternoons. Oh, that's nice. Though. See, I thought you were asking specifically about the Late Late Show there. And I, I was know, comparing I those. More in a, a general sense. <laughs> Pat Kenny has some great moments as well. Ripping up the Thai show tickets. That's probably top of the Him list. Him and used to be class. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they gee. hated each other. You could tell yeah. Pat hated this, but they just made him do it. They had to talk to Dustin and he hated it. Dustin knew it. <laughs> oh, that's very good, Mark. Uh, next, Oasis or Blur? Blur. <laughs> Blur. Whoa. We weren't expecting uh, that, were we, Mark? I'm oh. Oasis. Yeah. I, I'm I Oasis. Know. I might but be. But I'm Blur. also not invested. Yeah, it wouldn't be big either way. I'll have to think about that one. I didn't really think about my own view on that question before. I'm going to have to do some soul searching before I come back with that one again. It, it's yeah. a question mark that you expect people to just come back and say Oasis. You know, in fairness yeah. to Sarah, you're you're going out on your own there with blurred. That's there, because in, in Trailblazer in Father here in Father Demo sort of berated Dougal for choosing mm-hmm. Oasis because Dougal chooses oh. Oasis in the first place. He goes what? Or no, he goes no braid him for choosing Blur. Dougal ch- chose Blur, and he sort of said. Uh, you know, he gone to Dougal for it and made himself conscious and Dougal changed his mind. Wow. I'll just um, take my guns here. Yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. And I'll go, I'll go back <laughs> to drama. Yeah. Uh, next, Sarah, would you rather have no knees or no elbows? So it's just straight from shoulder to fingers or from hips to toes. No knees. Mm, yeah, you'd need it for something. Is like, no, not even for that. I was thinking, like, what if I had something in my eye or wanted to scratch my head and I couldn't? So I just like this. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't really need to bend my knees for anything. Like, yeah. Michael, what do you reckon? Uh, I suppose. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same. I see. Like, you know, you need your hands for a lot of things, be it writing or yeah. No, I can't imagine life oh, without no, you your fingers. Hands. You just have no elbows. Be stretched out. No elbows. Yeah. Yeah. All just, right. Yeah. Genius. Like the joint. Contrast. Like Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. If you know knees, you never have to get them replaced. So, you know, you, you'll save yourself. <laughs> <Is this>, <laughs> so, you think you plan on having your knees replaced? <laughs> Is that not just a thing that happens in life? <laughs> oh, you retire. Day, right? You get a pension. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go with um, having no knees as well, I think. Yeah. No, elbows. Elbows oh. be current, uh, uncomfortable sitting down with no knees. Ooh. Not if you I'm just like sat on couches or whatever. Oh, you throw your feet off. Yeah. <laughs> A great excuse to be in <laughs> all the time. Uh, next question, Sarah. What are your three f- least favorite words in the English language? Oh, Jesus. That's a tough one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,. Least favorite words. Ah, oh, Mark, you have me on the spot here. I know, I'm, I know. I'm gonna say moist, but like everyone just hates mm. that word. 
Mm. I would prefer to have some more original answers than that, but it's honestly the only one that I can think of that any time I hear it, I'm like, eh. Okay, I'll give you one. Okay. Of my own. Uh, staycation. Okay, <laughs> He's been consistent in that one, Sarah. I have oh, to say. I have one. I have okay. Holly Bops. Holly Bops, yes, oh. yes, yes. Holly oh, Bops. also, Boomy as an abbreviation for Boomerang. Oh, oh. Well, I didn't. I've never heard that before. But uh, I just I got you wish you didn't. Yeah, I don't like it. Take it back. Take it back. I don't want it. <laughs> Same Wexford yeah. Town. I assume Quare is big there in Martins. Yeah. Yeah, is Quare not a Wexford wide saying? No. Oh, it yeah, is, it yeah. is. But like, no, I'm just interested. Yeah, yeah, obviously, it's going to be in the south, but it just the further north you go, when you go into South Wicklow, it becomes queer in. So I think I just wanted to share that little nugget of uh, information with you. That's, <laughs> That's why I took that opportunity. Yes, yeah. What do you say yourself? Uh, queer, queer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fascinating, then, isn't it? How would you spell that now? That's a good Q-U-A-R-E. point. U A or E. Correct. Q-U-A-R-E, yeah. Because yeah. some people spell it like Q-W-E-O-R or like with a C yeah. in there. Heresy. It's Heresy. just incorrect. <laughs> I remember. I've seen it. I've seen all sorts. Yeah. Years. yeah. Back in the days Crazy. of oh, much younger, I remember texting David Fitzgerald Mark and it'd be questions like, hate you well, who you loving? And he had an awful mm. habit of texting queer C-H-U-I-R and it always grated on C- me. They never liked it. C-H-U-I-R, like her. Yeah. Cur- yeah. Oh no! No, oh, Jesus, David. I don't like that at all. <laughs> David listens, I think, actually. So uh, yeah, shout take out to David, your local um, solicitor. Maybe David. I have some beef with that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we got three there, Sarah. They were actually very good. Uh, who would you like to see run the country? It doesn't have to be a politician. Oh. First person that popped into my head, Michael mm. D. Higgins. I don't know oh. if he'd do a good job at it or anything, but like he's in a position of, of authority at the moment and he just doesn't set a foot wrong, or at least he hasn't so far. He's just oh. a smiley old man and everyone's very fond of him. Yeah, yeah we, we'd find a way to hate him though. We seem to be very good oh, at yeah. that, sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> as you might love someone, but as soon as they become a member of government, then it's just yeah. everyone turns. Yeah, everyone has great intentions, but sure, it doesn't last long. I'm interested in your answer, Mark. Who would I like to see run yeah. the country? Now, does this person have to be, if you're asking me, does this person have to be Irish himself, or can we bring in someone from outside the club? <laughs> An outsider. Might not go down well, but sure, you defend it. You'd be like the press secretary for this guy, because you've got him in. You'd be like, no, lads, he's sound. Come on, leave him alone. Yeah. Who are you yeah. going for? <laughs> Who would you put your neck on the line so, for? I don't know if either of you would know this person, but it would be uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan from the WWE. His <laughs> 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 whole demeanor screams uh, presidential. Okay. <laughs> what do you reckon, Michael? The the name that popped into my head was Michael O'Leary, and I'd love to see Michael like O'Leary. yeah he this is the six one news the headlines six people have been sacked four have been hired and then the next day four have been sacked six have been hired in the you know the just you know the 
the cut and trust of the Michael O'Leary will be, you know, you're fired, you're in, you're out. You're not necessarily saying that he'd do a good job. You just see, you're just saying it would be exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of our houses and bedrooms will be half the size and our beds will be half the size and everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like squished. Everything is halved. All the food tastes like shit. He'd do something that... is incredibly rude. (laughs) He'd do something just to offend everyone as well. Like he'd take away the free travel pass or something. Imagine if he did that or something, you know, something outrageous. (laughs) (laughs) He would do something outrageous. Uh, What about Robbie there beside you? Just find out. I'd like to know who Robbie would like to see. Mark, we're 57 minutes into the podcast and I'm sorry, but Robbie left the podcast at the start. Oh, did he? Yeah, Robbie's gone home to study. So I don't know who would... Actually, this is a better question now for the paper chooses. And our, uh, who would Robbie like to... We can talk about this as if he's here, but he's not here. Let me think. Okay. <laughs> I'd, like Robbie. Think, I'd like to think he'd pick John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Don't stop believing the new, uh, stop. <laughs> the new national anthem. A great slogan for his campaign, anyway. Yeah, yeah. you need a good slogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Robbie, let us know. Yeah, good stuff. Hey guys, Robbie here. I uh, I actually wouldn't pick Bon Jovi to pick uh, to uh, run the country. Um, and also, Don't Stop Believing is a song by Journey. But uh, I had a little think about this, and I think... Hugh Jackman would be the ideal candidate. You know, he's played Wolverine. He has that strength, that ferocity. And uh, he also can warm the hearts of children as the greatest showman that he is. A better showman, I might add, than Bon Jovi. So, there you go. That is my choice. Back to you. Uh, this uh, this already came up in the podcast, strangely. But uh, if somebody goes to the quarry at Fort Mouth and, and doesn't post it on Instagram, did they really go? <laughs> I would say yes. I've been many a time without documenting it on oh social media, so I would say yes. But maybe a rarity. I'm like yeah, I think you are a rarity. Yes, I've seen yeah. Fort Mountain more than I've seen my own back garden, <laughs> and I've only been once. Ah, it's a lovely spot, though, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a lovely spot. Yeah, it is. Um, next, then Sarah is. I've never seen myself and a live badger in the same place, so how can I tell that I'm not a live badger? <laughs> Are we talking specifically about you, Mark, or should I take? No, well, have you been? Have, have you been in the same place as a live badger? No. No. Well, then, how do you know that you're not either? You've, you've given me a lot to think about here. There's <laughs> <laughs> your homework. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can tell, you can tell I ran out of ideas towards the end. Uh, my next question is Doesn't Michael look lovely this evening? <laughs> Michael, say something there so I can see you. Oh, yeah. I, I do love the shirt. Oh, wait, I'm usually you. rocking a shumper. Yeah, I, yeah. this is my evening attire. See, I'm one of those people. I saw a poll actually on Insta recently about whether you left your uniform on or off after school. I always left mine on and I'm the same. This is my, normally it's the jumper at work and now I've taken off the jumper. I've unbuttoned the top button and oh, now casual. I'm living the evening time, baby. You know, I'm ready for <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> in fairness, bag, you're dolled up. Uh, I know I'm our paper choosians can't say, but you can't see but you're wearing a shirt 
I wear a shirt and I never wear a shirt. I just I this know. is my night out for the weekend. Yeah. I got to <laughs> I, I got into another room. That you'd get so dressed up for. It. <laughs> oh stop! Stop! I'm flattered now. The gloves I'm are on. The out. shirt is on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my night out. This is this is it for me now. I'm afraid. What song am I humming? Keep going. <laughs> I'd have to go back to the start now because have that's. We, have we reached you? the chorus or was that like an uh, intro? Or? That was the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to us again now, Mark. From the top. From the top now. <laughs> Mark, I have to say, honestly, you have not a single idea what that could be. <sighs> That was Hero by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> ah. <laughs> How did I not know? It <laughs> was beautiful, Mark. Oh, uh, Touching. It's a great song. Yeah. Serenaded through Skype. Yeah. Serenaded and dressed up. Friday and evening. <laughs> yeah, I made a big effort this evening. Uh, my last question, Sarah, is have you enjoyed your Paper Tuesdays experience? I have absolutely loved my Paper Tuesdays experience. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest, especially when all of those different articles were, were put into our group chat. <laughs> about the squirrel. I was like, what? <laughs> what direction is this going to go in? But yeah, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you both. Yeah. Sarah, Bernie as the surname. Have you ever looked up, like, are you from that area? Is Bernie a Murrentown name or what's the story there? Oh, no, no, no. The, the Bernies are from the, the Fox cover, Monaseed area near Cranford. Oh, my gosh. We're related. I don't know. We could be. Are you related to Jack Burney and Todd and all of them? Yeah, they're my first cousins. We're related then through Ned Purcell. Oh, my God. Do you know Ned? <laughs> I've heard his name. Ned is my granddad or was my granddad. I need to say that to dad now. He'll be delighted to hear this. Yeah. There you go now. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my gosh. The Bernie's had a pub. Last week about Ned sewing his seed widened fire. Yeah. Wow. What? Oh my gosh. And Ned sews a seed widened fire. Our last Owen two Conroy. weeks. <laughs> yourself and Owen are both my cousins. Our oh last two gosh. guests have been related to me. That's incredible. He's like that yeah. Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan. But he's, he's definitely not. He was a hero. But um, can we tell the story of Ned Purcell and the fire engine? I love that one, Mark. Uh, I can vaguely remember it now, but I'm fairly sure Ned one day just came home with a fire engine that he bought at an auction. I don't know why or what he was planning to do with it but it went down to the yard below here my house and it stayed there for at least 10 or 15 years and just gathered mold and dust but he never i never was told why he bought the fire engine 
or like he never brought it anywhere, did anything with it. He just had a fire engine in the yard. And you thought always buy strange things like that. Like there was one stage he had 17 St. Bernard's down in his yard. <laughs> he had a boat. He had a boat, he had no idea how to drive. <laughs> lots of lots of strange things like quads and motorbikes and things I like that. To the, to the St. Bernard's. 17 of them. Yeah, yeah, he had 17 St. Bernard's. He had two and then they multiplied. And there was loads of them down there at one stage. He sold oh my them. God. Yeah. Fireman St. Bernard's. Farming St. Bernard's, yeah. I hope he didn't try to milk him. <laughs> they wouldn't take that too kindly. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. bad. There we go. Now another cousin to add to the list. Yeah, Monticello is a great place. Should Bernie's used to have a pub up there and it was kind yes. of like a house. Bernie's yeah. Bar. Yeah, that was, that's Bernie's my uncle's bar. house, yeah. Yeah. Big guy. It's a, a small great world. Place to get some bacon fries when I was younger. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, Sarah, it's time now for your horoscope. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Do you know my... Oh, no. Birthday? If you could tell me, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm not that much of a stalker. What's your... All right. I was like, what? How did you find this out? Um, I'm an Aquarius. Ooh. Hit me. Okay, Sarah, the Aquarius. Take a bite out of your destiny. Pluto will soon plunge into a deep retrograde, sending your stars into a blender of readjustment. Oh, <laughs> Normally you don't get that much of a reaction. How are you feeling now, Sarah? How about this Argos? You're not sure now, you're in a blunder. Yeah, oh sorry, I'll keep going. Forcing an intermingling of your life's elements. Regardless, the ascent of the Quiche quadrant in your underlying Mars current brings your hopes and dreams bubbling to the surface. Always remember, Sarah the Aquarius, that the taste of life brings sweetness too and that you can always flip the pancake to the other side of your beautiful life. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it, like this is was a positive or a negative horoscope. There is like some very powerful words used there. Um, yeah. That emotions within me uh, well, so I just don't oh. really know how to feel it <laughs> well I like yeah I knew the blender was a charged word because you know we associate <laughs> the blender with you know chopping things up turmoil turmoil yeah. yeah but I think Sarah it's nothing to worry about because as the book's title I was actually thinking of the book and the book's title change is the breath of life so you know things might go into that blender but they're changing and they'll come out the other side and they'll be fine so you've nothing to worry about there based on that horoscope sure flip it the pancake you. and don't worry the quiche quadrant will come around again so there you have it that's the horoscope for you <laughs> and maybe oh. this that's a sign that I Paper Tuesdays. This episode is going to mean great things for me. Yeah, yeah. It's what I'm exactly. interpreting from my my horoscope. We but, uh, change all of people's our lives. Shot to start on afterwards. So. Yeah, <laughs> honest to God. Well, lads, lockdown has been a strange time for me. I have a crush on the woman next door, but she's a good bit older. She's in her thirties. What should I do? <sighs> Janie yeah. Mac, that's some letter mark, isn't it? That is, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, all right now. Yeah, we've no context with this one. Yeah, we don't know how old this man is. We don't know whether he's in a relationship or not. We have mm. a lot vague here, and it's very hard to give yeah. a, an exact one when, when this. What do you think, uh, Sarah? Is, is age a factor when it comes to relationships? I suppose it depends. depends on the difference in age. 
if there's a good a good difference there sure they're at just very different stages of their life if this woman is in her 30s she probably has her career sorted mm. she might have children on her mind god only knows she yeah. she just probably has her life on track and does this lad really want to put a spanner in the works there and turn mm. her world upside down yeah Speak, it's it's a real case of love at first sight, really. And we just have to hope that this man follows his intuitions in the right way. Mark, have you any views? Um, yes, he should listen to the song Alice. <laughs> because I think that is exactly what this story is about. Uh, it's the classic case of the girl next door. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Stamp is always my girl next door. <laughs> and I still haven't got there yet. So uh, once I find out, I'll get back to this listener with uh, how I've done it. So I hope he gets better advice, but then I suppose advice isn't always good advice to take. But look, we're we're behind him all the way, Mark, in whatever decision he takes. Isn't that right? We are absolutely. Yeah, and keep us posted. Follow his heart. Keep us posted. Follow, follow his, his heart. heart. Yeah, but don't follow her home. <laughs> um, we're. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great resolution to the letters to the editor there. And now we've the paper <laughs> Tuesday's uh, recommendation of the week. This is a new fe- feature where we offer our paper Tuesdayans some uh, a general recommendation. And th- last week we recommended a specific playlist from Mark Akira the Don there coming from Mark. And this week, Sarah, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to get a simple recommendation for our, our listeners to do a cooking. So a simple thing, would it be invest in a spice or buy a certain piece of equipment? Sarah, the floor is yours. What's your Paper Tuesday's recommendation of the week? Okay, listeners, um, my top recommendation would be to invest in a non-stick frying pan. Ah. Now, that's what you need. Once you have that, you're flying. Yeah. That's a good one, Sarah, and it's a simple one. And there's nothing worse than yeah. something sticking to the pan. Mm. It, it ruins so many things. Yeah. Owen actually taught me that if you leave something that's burnt in it, then the next thing is going to burn. And I didn't know that, I tell you now. So there you are mm. now. Yeah. It leaves, you, you taste it in the next batch of food. Mark, will you be taking that recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will. Just I think don't... I have a non-stick frying pan. Oh, okay, good stuff. So, so don't break your... You don't need one at the moment anyway, Mark. Your mummy is no. looking after you well. Yeah, yeah, I can't taste anything anyway, so I might as well just eat the fucking frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> and don't break your uh, self-isolation uh, instructions either to go for your non-stick frying pan. Just because you got the recommendation <laughs> from Sarah, it won't be a strong enough of excuse course. for the Gardaí. Yeah, yeah. Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions, yeah. <laughs> And now, Sarah, Hungry Nugget, it's the time for the best 30 seconds of your life. And so, Sarah, you have 30 seconds to list as many desserts as you can. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Profiteroles, cheesecakes, brownies, chocolate cake, um, strawberry roulade, meringue, pavlova, sticky toffee pudding, tiramisu, lemon tart. Apple tart, apple crumble, chocolate fondant, chocolate mousse, Ooh. ice cream, jelly. Five seconds. Um, Three, two, tarts. one. Ooh. That's it. Ooh, you have to be ten. 
from brother eight. Mark Patrick ha- Hederman. I said so, man. Sorry? That was more I'm than still, I'm still counting. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. Mark's counting there in the background. I'm just telling 17. you that you have to be 20. 17. 13. 17. No. Three shy of Mark Patrick Hederman. What's next for the Hungry Nugget uh, now post-pandemic? Do you want to tour the world and look for flavours or what, what, what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Yeah, definitely going on holidays again. I'll miss that. And just being able to see yeah. people regularly. I am very much taking the isolation seriously and not going anywhere ever. So <laughs> it'll be nice to have some social interactions <laughs> besides going to Aldi or Super Value or wherever. Yeah. Mark, have you anything to say as we bid adieu to our fantastic guest at The Hungry Nugget on Instagram? Please do follow her and make her recipe. She's just fantastic. Oh, I just have to say thank you. And it's great to add to my family tree once again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was was very good. I enjoyed it. It's nice to have some human interaction, be it virtual or in person. And now I'll go back to staring at the wall. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> is that a, your your family behind you there, Mark? Uh, that's a picture of them. That's not actually them. They're... Oh, it's not actually them. What? Let me know a little. See, it's quite oh, scary. This is all your family. It's your family, Sarah. My family. <laughs> yeah. God, this has been such an eye-opening podcast. <laughs> Look at them all there. Now that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more Christmas presents to add to the list. Class. And eight more Christmas presents coming my way. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what will breed make for sale? Uh, I wonder. What's breed's favorite recipe? Um, peace and quiet. I'd say. <laughs> uh, she makes nice stew now. Very good stew, uh, chicken casserole. Mm. Yeah. Um, see things you can make in large quantities. That's what she's good at making because she knows she knows her audience. Yeah, a house of men. I was a man, yeah. Hard work, I mean, we inhale our food. We don't chew. Chewing is for women. <laughs> so. You could get one so of those now. just like feeding tubes, you know what they do? Like turkeys, <laughs> turkeys at Christmas. It's not a tube. What do they do? Uh, when, they're trying to, when they're trying to fatten up a turkey, yeah. Just get one of those for you. You'd be sorted. Stick it in my veins. Just yeah. IV trans fats into me. That's all you want. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so sure let you enjoy the rest of your evening there Sarah and uh, Grant yeah. 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 thanks a million for <laughs> no problem at all sure what else would I be asked <laughs> 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 right see you Sarah, Sarah. Bye see you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. take care good luck <laughs>